Hi, Mike Baxter here from Golatlas with February 2024's Strategy Distilled. And this month I want to talk about strategy is for everyone. And I've been arguing that strategy is for everyone for many years. And here are some great supporting arguments from Asab Weinberg, Stephen Stoll and Stephanie Mead, and from Willie Peterson. Most people think they have to be an executive to do strategy. Most executives think strategy is simply a label that applies to anything they do. Turns out they're both wrong, says Asaf Weinberg. He goes on. Strategy is a process for getting things done that starts at the top and rolls recursively all the way through a company. If everyone in the organisation thinks strategically, then every how is tied to the how above it. Strategic thinking isn't only for executives, it's for everyone. It starts at the top, but everyone has to apply it within their own scope to be effective. Whether you're working in a company of 10,000 or a startup of one, clearly defining your goal and recursively choosing your hows is going to be the best way to stop being reactive and start getting things done. So said Asaf Weinberg in 2021. Next, Stolen Mead from their book in 2013. If you think strategy is just for the executive team or CEO, think again. In reality, strategy is everyone's job. Every individual inside the organisation is linked to the success of the business and plays a part in the firm's strategy mosaic. Everyone in the organisation should be asking themselves, how do I add value to, to the business? Who are my customers? How do I drive benefits? How does my function contribute to the competitive advantage of the organisation in the marketplace? To harvest strategic opportunities or avert potential hazards, each function, team and person needs to answer these questions and take responsibility for delivering results today while formulating and implementing the strategic changes that will shape the future. And then finally, a piece by Willie Pedersen. A survey by Right Management Consultants found that two-thirds of employees do not know or understand their company's strategy. If a strategy exists only at the top of an organisation, it will have little effect. To produce unity of action, strategy must be translated to and acted on at every level within the organisation. No one is exempt. All the motivational research points to one fundamental truth. Success resides in the gap between compliance and commitment. Great quotes, I think, from all of them. And the practical implication of strategy is for everybody, is that whilst executives may devise strategy, they can't on their own make it succeed. This is down to the active engagement and willing commitment of middle managers and frontline teams. Many strategy experts talk of strategy cascading through organisations, and indeed, I have in the past used the idea of a strategy cascade myself. More recently, however, I've become a bit unsettled by the idea. 
It sounds too top-down, too command and control. The cascade metaphor gives the impression of a torrent of water sweeping through the organisation, whilst members of that organisation are passively swept along in its wake. The reality of a successful strategy is that individuals and teams are guided by the directionality of strategy, which inspires them to devise their own strategic ideas on how best to make the overarching strategy succeed. A strategy is the means of lighting the fires of a dozen sub-strategies, and each of these sub-strategies is a creative work of strategic thinking in its own right. So individuals and teams across the organisation are empowered to be strategists in their own area of responsibility in service of the overall organisational strategy. So strategy is for everyone in my view. And a couple of strategy snippets that you might have missed. The first one is a question, do you suffer from addition sickness? According to Sutton and Rao in this month's Harvard Business Review, addition sickness is the inexorable growth of unnecessary rules, procedures, communications, tools and roles that stifle productivity and creativity. It is caused by friction blindness. As leaders become more powerful, they tend to focus more on what they need and want, and less on the challenges and inconveniences faced by others, especially people who are less powerful than they are. To treat addition sickness, try holding a good riddance review. Get a group of people to identify the tasks they would happily say good riddance to. Then, prioritise the most time-consuming of them and the seemingly least justifiable of them and assign them to some sort of subtraction project. Subtraction activities can be undertaken by dedicated specialists or by networks of individuals who undertake the subtraction task. Such subtraction efforts have in several organisations evolved into entire subtraction movements. And this notion of strategy tending to add more stuff rather than take anything away seems to have become something of a theme for me, having touched on the subject in Strategy Distilled last month and again on LinkedIn a couple of years ago. And the links to both of these are in the email version or web version of this newsletter. And then the final strategy snippet on technology futures. If, like most strategists, you find yourself scratching your head about how to plan for huge technological changes that seem almost inevitable over the next five to ten years, I recommend taking time to read Mustafa Suleiman's book The Coming Wave, which was published in September last year. It's one of those rare combinations of being deeply knowledgeable, inspiringly practical and highly readable. I learned a lot. And if you want a quick 30-minute overview before committing to it, watch the Intelligence Squared interview with Suleiman on YouTube. And again, the link is online or in the email version of the newsletter. So that's it for February. Until next month, that's bye from me.